you can't execute on everything you're doing, but I'm going to try as hard as I can. And so that's, it's really, I think about the effort, right? Like, and it seems kind of stupid and cliche, but it's like, if I know that I put forth, like I got my ass handed to me by this dude today on the pickleball court, but I was trying my absolute hardest and he made me better. Right. And so that's what I'm excited about is like, if I can go out and I can get a little better, like if you can do that every day, you know, by the end of the year, you're like 300 and 65% better or something ridiculous, right? So, like, even if you only just get, a like, 1% better, you know, every time you go out, like, and sometimes, like, you'll go the other way, too. Like, you'll be 5% worse. So, like, it doesn't just work, like, oh, you only get better. But I kind of look at it like that. It's like, if I can just get a little bit better each time, then that's kind of what I'm striving for. And, if, you know, I get a good result or something, that's gravy on top. Welcome back to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. We are Jess and BJ, and this is the place where we share stories of people looking, finding, and living their purpose. People who hone in on their reason or reasons for being on this earth and hold that focus in order to fully express themselves, share their gifts with the world, and bring their deepest desires into manifest. This is the story of our guest today, Michael Wardian. We are so excited to have Mike back in the house today. We first sat down with him in 2016 for episode 25, where we talked about relentlessly pursuing passion and pushing the limits of what has been made possible. Mike is an international shipbroker, speaker, coach, business owner, dad to two boys and two Vislas. Rosie and Bash, and of course, a very well-known ultra runner, which almost feels too blah of a descriptive for this guy. His resume and ultra sign-up dates back to 1998, and anyone who knows of Mike never seems to be surprised at his FKT attempts, robust race schedule, or solo adventures like his Guinness Book World Record attempt for the fastest time of a marathon in a Highland dress, but I have to say his win at last year's quarantine backyard ultra was one of the most epic challenges I've witnessed thanks to social media. It was a virtual race that started with over 2,400 runners from more than 50 countries that ended over 60 hours later with only two runners left, Mike and Radek Bruner of the Czech Republic, who missed the start of the 63rd lap, making Mike the winner after 422 kilometers of running. Like I said, the resume is massive, and we're super pumped to dive in, see where Mike is now with life, and what he is relentlessly brewing up for the future. Mike Wardian, welcome back to the show. Oh, man, thank you. What an introduction. that like backyard ultra was I think it was like medicine for so many people it was such a weird time it was April last year and um it was such an insane battle it was I mean not that you guys were battling like you both wanted this you know you were supporting each other but it was oh my god it was crazy and there was part of me that was like oh don't do any more and then you guys just kept going yeah it was, yeah, it was weird too, because I had never done one of those before. And so like, it, for me, it was all kind of fresh and new. And I don't know if Radic had either, but um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like I was, I was hoping just to get a little bit further than I'd ever run in a single go, which was about uh, 300K or like 184 miles. And so this was quite a bit longer. And um, so every, every, every yard or whatever, every, and it was weird because I was just doing it around my, like a 0.4 mile 
loop in my neighborhood, which you guys saw. So it was just like around basically like a row of houses. And so like the people would, you know, be, you know, it started on a Saturday morning, I think. And I was still running like on Tuesday or something. So like, or no, Monday, I guess. And so, yeah. So anyhow, people were like, what the heck is going on? And, um, but it was cool. Like the whole, the whole community came out and was a part of it. And, um, you know, it was early days of COVID. So everybody was, uh, you know, quite cautious, but it, it kind of brought us together and gave us something to do. Cause everything, you know, by that point it started to be canceled and, um, was shut down. So it was, it was a great outlet and, um, really incredible battle. Like you said, like it was, I, I didn't want, I didn't want to stop, but I know Erratic didn't want to stop either. And, uh, it was unfortunate. You can't keep going once the other person stops. So for like the people in your audience that don't know you run, um, one point, or I'm sorry, 4.1677 miles every hour on the hour until everyone quits. And so like, that's basically there's, that's, that's all you got to do is just keep showing up at the line until you don't want to show up anymore or you can't show up or you missed the start. And so, um, yeah, that's, it's a pretty straightforward, easy thing to do until you start doing it. And then, you know, you're still doing it a couple of days later. Well, I love your at- your attitude. You're like, I didn't want to stop. Like, really, you didn't want to stop? Like, there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the only the only deadline I had was I had some offers due uh, for my job, and so like I was trying to barter a, a deal. Like, hey, how about we just quit like at noon, or you know, we have multiple like co winners. Uh, or at like midnight the night before. Um, but then he didn't like, they were like, nah, I don't think we want to do that. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to keep going. And so I think I went home and I, I fell asleep like working on offers and I, I slept for like 45 minutes at my keyboard, just kind of like passed out, uh, and then woke up and, and did like a full day of work. And then I usually try to run like a mile at, at the, after doing like a long event like that. So I did a mile later that day. And, um, yeah, and this, I, it was, it was, for me, it was, it was a really powerful thing because I wasn't sure, you know, I kind of had a feeling like I would be good at those, but I wasn't sure because I'd never done one and uh, it gave me a lot of confidence um, to do even more bigger, badder, like different things and like kind of like this big project is I want to run across the U.S. And so like um, that, that really crystallized like, hey, this is something that maybe you could do, you know, pretty well at. Is there a record for fastest across the U.S.? Or are you just looking to run across the U.S.? Um, there is a record. It's a guy named Pete Kostelnik, and he's a super badass, and he averaged like 70 miles a day. So, like, his record is just, he broke a record from, like, the 80s. Um, like, and maybe in 2000, maybe it was around the time we talked the first time, like 2016 or 17. So, um, yeah, his his record is pretty just ridiculous. So, to go after that, you know, you'd have to do something pretty amazing. And I I just don't know if, if I'm capable of that, but it would be fun to give it a try. It sounds, and and I'm sure there's logistics in it in terms of what, what route you take too. Cause you know, obviously you want to flatter routes, but maybe more miles, but you could help out in the end. So I love the logistics of that. Does that, does that interest you at all? Like how that would actually. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times like, um, 
Oh, it always changes because like there's like construction and road work and like sometimes you get like kind of messed up in that aspect of it and then um depends what type of time of year you can go also um but yeah i mean i think if i was going to go for his record i'd probably try to do city hall san francisco to city hall new york which is kind of the traditional record route if, if you want to try to do that um that being said like i i i live at the beach part-time now here in Rehoboth Beach in Delaware. And so, like, I really want to end my run at the beach. Like, at this, there's a state park here called Cape Henlope, and it's the start of the um, American Odyssey Trail that runs across the U.S. And so, like, I'd really like to end the run here. So even if I went for the record, um, and I say this now having not run a single step on that route, but I think, like, oh, it'd be so cool to run down from New York City, um to the end at the beach, but like, yeah, that would probably be another, you know, a couple of days, if not a week. Um, so yeah, but you could like literally run home. If not, yes. you're going to like, you'd like <laughs> yes. stopped and then you're just going to like drive home. I feel like yeah. you'd, you'd be like, how lame that. is that? Right. So like, <laughs> so lame. Yeah. So like, that's definitely, <laughs> so like then maybe I do a different route, you know? Um, I think it doesn't matter as a, I need to look a little closer with Guinness to see, like, if it has to be exactly City Hall, San Francisco to City Hall, New York, or if you take a different route, like, what does that mean? And then, you know, how do you get it certified and all that? But, I mean, the biggest thing is, like, to get fit enough to even, like, attempt it, right? So, like, um, you know, I'm still, I had a bit of an injury at the end of last year that I've been overcoming. And um, so, like, trying to build my fitness back up, like, if I would have been able to start last year, I'd be like, oh, yeah, definitely I'm going to go for the record. But, like, since the injury, I'm like, oh, well, now I need to kind of build back up and see where I am. Can you share with us what's going on with your with the body? Uh, I, for sure, yeah. I mean, uh, I did, as you said, I did a bunch of stuff last year. It was weird. <laughs> like, a lot of people got shut down because of quarantine It'd be, uh, because, like, all the races were kind of done. But so I just took that opportunity to kind of do all these uh, fastest known times or like kind of self-directed projects. And I think like every virtual race that ever existed, I think I did it um, last year. So um, I did a lot of that kind of stuff. And then I was fortunate enough to be selected to take part in a thing called the Spartan games. And it was like, they brought together like 20 top end athletes from all different disciplines to, um, it's really cool. Like uh, the founder of Spartan has this really cool um, farm up in Vermont. And so we all kind of went to this farm and got our butts kicked for like four days. And uh, I, I got I got a little bit hurt, like trying to lift like rocks and, and stuff over like a wall, which I don't really have the, the mass to do that as well as some of the other guys that were in the competition. And, and late, even the, the ladies were, you know, a little bit stronger and bigger than me. So um, you know, I, I probably should have just been like, okay, you guys win that one. Um, especially cause I was like getting smoked in almost everything, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, you're in the heat of it. And I was just like, I'm going to try it. And like, that's kind of the attitude I've always had is like, I'll give it a try. Like I might not like it, but, or I might not be good at it, but I'm going to at least try. And, um, and you know, I, I just did too much and ended up, uh, herniating a couple discs in my back. So. Um, which was actually great because I thought I had a good feel for, um, what pain feels like, uh, and discomfort. And then 
once I got uh, a herniated disc and it was like pinching my nerve and I was actually like couldn't walk around the block or like spent like three weeks like basically on my knees crawling around my house like I have a much better appreciation of what um what back pain and and just like nerve pain feels like so um yeah it, th that part was good because now I know that I don't know um or I don't have a grasp of uh, you know, how tough I am. Uh, so I was very happy, like to, you know, do the rehab and, and, and get some, some help from my friends at MedStar to, uh, to get back to, uh, to being able to jog and then run. And now I'm trying to like find some, some speed, which like, it's weird for me. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, the endurance came back much faster than, than like the turnover and so like i've been at the beach here for a couple of weeks doing these little local 5ks where you know i've done the courses a million times and i'm like you know 45 or 50 seconds off my you know faster times and i'm just like my legs just don't turn right now <laughs> so like it's 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 funny you know but it's it's good you know i i like uh i like that challenge you were um you were also doing you know we've been following you and you were also you were big into strength like long before you started to you did that Spartan game so I think it's you know important to to point out like all the strength work you do on an endurance athlete's body can't guarantee that you're not going to have some sort of sensation but it gives you the tools and confidence that you can come back around it might take some time um, yeah and it's that body awareness so it's not a guarantee you know yeah well and the cool thing is like. So uh, that was really fun because like I'd been doing like I got really into CrossFit with my friend Tom actually like he has like this pretty swanky gym uh, in his house and so like during quarantine it was just we had this little bubble it was basically just him and I like working out and so like I learned all about like CrossFit movements and all this kind of stuff but like we were just doing it at like reasonable weights not like legit weights like they had us do at the Spartan Games so like uh, it was nice. I knew the movements and everything, but then, you know, it was with a, a lot less weight. So, um, so that's been fun. Like I really have enjoyed like getting into that and, and getting much, much stronger and, and, um, yeah, just, just all over a better athlete. And, and it's been cool because I've really noticed it in the longer events, just that I'm a lot stronger and, and just have more endurance later in events. Um, and just like, it also like builds your mindset, like getting crushed at like, you know, all right, I'm going to do 500 burpees or something like, you know, that's just, it's just a different level of, uh, mental strength that you get to. But you, I mean, you had a pretty significant injury, right? But your attitude, which I'm not surprised, uh, is just like, well, that was great because now I've got this whole other reference for pain and you'll pull upon that, right? You'll be the next thing that you find yourself in that where you're have, you know, full body sensation, you don't want to take another step or whatever it may be. It's like, I got through that, you know, herniation and, um, but, people can get really stuck in that kind of dissatisfaction of like, well, now I'm hurt and I can't do what I want to do. So right. any, any words about mindset there that could maybe help them realize that they can, maybe they could shift that mindset or you seem to have this uh, perspective, which in the yogi world, we say, use everything to your advantage, like use everything yeah. to your advantage, the good, the bad, the contrast, like everything. And it seems like you did that with this injury, even though it, you know, it kind of stinks to have the pain. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it was, it was cool for me because it was an opportunity to kind of 
um, assess like, okay, like obviously I probably shouldn't have picked up like that hundred pound ball and put it over. Like, it was funny because I was telling the, uh, the, you know, the guy that comes in to fix your back and he's like, Oh, what'd you do? And I was like, Oh, I was in this Spartan thing. And you know, I was doing all this stuff and like, he's like, okay, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. And so like, what was the, what was the motion? He's like, well, I was like picking up this hundred pound ball and he was, he's like looking at me. He's like, what, how did you even pick that up? And then he's like, and then I'm like, and then I'm twisting and putting it over this four foot wall like 10 times. And he's like, he basically did like the worst possible thing that you could possibly do to your back. Uh, and you were probably, and you were doing it for time and it was like the fifth thing that you've done. So like you were fatigued and just like not like holding form or anything. I was like, oh no, I was like all over the place. Like I could barely pick it up. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much terrible. Uh, but like the good part about that was like, I basically did the worst thing you could do. And like, yeah, it sucked for a couple of weeks and or months, but um, I use it as an opportunity to like, okay, I'm going to get really strong. I'm going to be really careful about, uh, what I pick up from now on. Like, I'm just not going to, you know, put myself in that position if I can. Um, and then I'm just going to come back slowly and make sure that I stay healthy. And I think like, um, that's a big thing, like being consistent and being able to go out. Like there were points where I was like, I, I just want to be able to go for an eight mile run. So like I did, I jumped in like a hundred miler in March, like kind of last minute because I like, I didn't know that like races had started. Like everyone's like, wait, there's a hundred miler this weekend. I was like, wait, hold on. What? Like, are we allowed to do that? And so like it was in person. I was like, what? Okay. And so like Wednesday, I like emailed the race director. I'm like, Hey, is there any chance? Like there might be, you know, someone that dropped out, I can get a spot. And they're like, sure. And so like the race starts and like the guy goes off at like course record pace and they're like, Oh, you're going to go catch him. I was like, man, I'm just happy to be here. And like, I just thought that the whole time, you know, mm -hmm. so I just use it as a chance to just be like, Hey, I just want to, you know, get my feet back under me and, um, you know, see where I am. And so like, cause I was like, I've been, you know, I took like a couple of weeks of not doing anything, but then very gradually I started like walking around the block and, you know, and then jogging around the block and then, you know, two miles turned into four miles, turned into eight miles, turned into, you know, 20 miles. And then eventually, um, you know, I was ready to, to see where I am. And, and so that's kind of like, I think a lot of, uh, the mindset or the, the thing is like, I'm just going to gradually like keep increasing it until I get to the point where I have something that, you know, doesn't go the way I want. And then I'm going to, you know, readdress and, and then kind of move forward from there and, and keep, if you can keep growing it like incrementally, I think, and stay consistent, then that way you can continue to move forward. And, um, you know, I think I'm going to be stronger and better than I was before the injury and, um, and be a little bit smarter about things. How did that hundred mile work out for you? It was fine. I didn't win. I never caught the guy. They kept being like, Oh, you're 30 minutes down and you're like an hour down. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care. I just want to finish. Um, so I think I finished in like 17 or 18 hours and I was like fifth maybe fifth I think which was I mean fine I mean I was I was happy like you know to just get a buckle and and to get to the finish line and of course like my brother like paced me the last like four or five miles and it was like sleety kind of like nasty rain and all I all, like I've been running for 94 miles and all he's doing is complaining about how cold he is like like that's just like, I, I love him for that. Like, it was just so funny. Cause like I had, you know, like just, yeah, it's, it's been really cool to like get to like hang out with, 
like, I don't know about you guys, but like, there's a lot of things about COVID that sucked, but like, I think one of the best things was like, I really got a chance to like, um, you know, explore my community, but also like just a chance to like really connect with my family and, and my friends and, um, at least locally. Right. Like I have friends all over the world. Like, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I don't know. I just, I went to a, a couple races, uh, in the last couple weeks and it's just like a celebration of movement and, and people getting back together and sweaty hugs and all the stuff that makes life good. I know. Yeah, it's, w- it's the best. We missed that too. We went up to um, St. George, had a half Ironman. It was the first one in the States in May. And oh, nice. It was, I don't know, it was the North American Championships. And just having thousands and thousands of people together was better than anything um, I could have experienced. And I too was coming out of an injury early in the year. And just to get to the race line to start, I was like, this is awesome. But to have the yeah. people in that community <laughs> and like the crazies there, like screaming at you and the, the cowbells, um, it's just that energy. It brought back community. It really was special. Yeah. 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 And like, I mean, obviously I want to do well and like, I care about how I do, but like, I was more happy. I, I was like, like, I don't really like, I care, but I don't care as much as I care about being here and sharing this with everyone else. Like, and so, like, I think maybe if there's anything with the mindset, uh, shifting is like, just be super grateful for what you have and, um, and just take advantage of it. Like, I've always been like a yes guy. Like if someone says like, Hey, you want to, you know, wake up at two in the morning and do this thing? I'll be like, sure. Um, like I just did like some dude randomly reached out to me like a month ago and said like, Hey, we're having like a beer mile in ocean city, uh, which is like about 20 miles from here. And I was like, Oh, I need to do a long run. Anyhow, my friend Brandon's like training for a long race. And so we ran like 20 miles to this dude's beer mile. I don't even drink beer. Like I drink beer like once every year and a half or something, but like, you know, we just went to this, we we're like, this sounds cool. And so we ran 20 miles there, did the beer mile and and then, yeah, that was, that was what we did this past weekend. But like, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to do something that I n- wouldn't normally do. Like one of the charities I work with, uh, World Vision, like did a donut half marathon and you like eat a donut every mile and then, you know, run. So you eat a donut, run a mile. It's kind of like a beer mile. And so I did that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and like, I don't eat donuts on the, on the regular ever. Um, so I was expecting not even to be able to like eat all the donuts, but I, I did. And now I'm like, huh, maybe I should add those to my, uh, (laughs) my, my race (laughs) regimen. Like, um, so yeah, so like it's an opportunity to try different things and, uh, kind of explore, you know, weird things that you wouldn't do. Like right now I'm super into pickleball. Like I've been talking about pickleball, like crazy. Like I want to be like a pro pickleballer. So if you guys know anyone that's like sponsoring, you know, and looking for agents. runners and pickleball players, like hook me up. But, I think there's yeah, a bit like, of a scene out here in Carlsbad. Mm-hmm. There's a pickleball court right down the street there on the, on the Pacific and Coast the Highway. 55. Um, yeah. We'll, have to well dude, I'm, see, I, I've got a couple of years to like get my game, <laughs> yeah, game in shape. And mm-hmm. then, and then I'm going to roll all those it. old dudes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you've got this like beginner's mindset. You're like, yeah, the donut thing, the beer mile, like whatever. Like you're just open, right? Like you're just open. I think that it speaks volumes to your success over the years. Um, 
where is it? Were you always like that? Where does this come from? Who is like an influence? I don't think we talked about this in our first podcast. Like, who is an influence on you when you were younger? To say yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel like um, I was pretty driven towards uh, one thing early in life. So, like, I kind of decided, like, I wanted to try to be like the best lacrosse player I could be. And so like, I kind of focused all my attention and energy into that um, from like fourth grade until um, college. And, and then I think maybe at that point I realized like, wow, like maybe I could have been good at a lot of different things. And so when I got into running, I was like, oh, you know, I know how to do one thing really well. Um, but I was like, you know, if I can do other things with that one thing, then I'm going to try to do that. And I was always like, you know, I'd go and play racquetball or basketball or whatever. So like if someone in the dorm was like, hey, we're doing this, like I was like, OK, cool, I'll try it. I don't I don't know if I'm going to be good or not. But I think it's also like I'm super competitive. So like it could be like, um, you know, we're going to throw tacks or jacks or whatever. I'd be like, I'm going to be the best tack jack picker upper <laughs> there is or marbles or collecting comic books or whatever and so like if i find something that i you know have some spark of interest in i really try to explore like you know what i can do with that and um i think it applies to like you know i randomly jumped into like fantasy football and like i'm super into that now and like in all kinds of leagues and so like i have a very um compulsive i guess personality about many different things but um and a lot of different outlets like you know, I just, I'm trying to become like a grandmaster in chess while I like do all this like running stuff and pickleball and, um, you know, running a business and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I like, saw that. Yeah. You're like loving chess. When did you start getting into chess? Uh, I've been into it like since I was little, but then I it always intimidated me like with the like, you know, E4, D4, you know, knight to, I don't know, C3 or whatever. And so like, I was like, oh, I'll never be able to figure that out. And then I was just like, wait, that's dumb to like limit yourself because you don't want to try to learn like how to do the notation. Like that's just silly. And so I'd say probably two and a half years ago, I started getting a, like more interested and joined like a club and started playing like pretty frequently. Um, and then in the last like year and a half or so, like I started like going to more tournaments and like actually started to like learn the names of like moves and like openings and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, it's been cool too. Like since Queens Gambit, like, I don't know if you guys watched that on Netflix, but like, uh, like the interest in chess is like exploded. And so like all kinds of people are getting into it. And, um, yeah, I just think it's like a great game and a great way to like challenge yourself. And there's so much to do with it. Um, and it's one of those sports, like, you can play, you know, as long as you want. Is there, like, a, your... does it translate the, the calculation, the patience, the competitiveness? Is there, like, a, a mental translation from ultra running, long distance, to the chessboard? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I, well, I have, like, great endurance, right? So, like, it's kind of, like... Uh, the same thing, like I translate to like the pickleball court, like a lot of those people are like, oh, no one's going to get that. And I'm like, oh, I can run that down. Like I actually like have been playing pickleball with like a 20 pound weight vest to just like make it harder because like, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's not, you know, yeah, why not? Uh, except today I got my ass kicked by this dude. So I like actually like had to like princess bride him. I was like, actually, let me take off my, uh, 
weight vest and like switched to right-handed and he still whooped my butt. But uh, it was the first time I've actually got hand in my butt in a while, ever in pickleball. So like, it was awesome. So hopefully I'll get to play him again. But the, like with the chess, it's like, for sure, like the patience, like it's also like uh, in ultra running, you know, if you, if you get to a certain level, it's like, you kind of have to, you know, be very methodical about like, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this. And like, that's the same thing with like chess. It's like, is anyone going to take my piece? Do I have any checks? Do I like, so you kind of have to be um, very careful about, you know, how you're playing and what, where you're moving. And, um, and then I also find like, you know, there's consequences. If you make a bad decision in ultra running, it could mean you're going to have a bad like five or six or 10 or 20 hours. And in chess, if you make a bad decision, like you're going to be down material and then you're probably not going to, you know, it's called a blunder in chess, but I feel like it's a good term in ultra running too. You know, if you blunder and don't like take calories or food and you guys know this from uh, triathlon and, and endurance events like that, if, if you forget to drink or you're like, oh, I'll drink, you know, when the pace slows down or something like that. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, my God, I have no energy. Why did I think that I was going to be fine? Um, even sometimes, I don't know about later in races, you're like, I don't need one more gel. I only have four miles to go. And then, of course, if you would have just taken the stupid goo, you know, you would have been fine. But like you know, four miles turns into like an hour because you're barely moving, you know? So like, yeah, just like, it's a lot of binary decisions and, and the same with chess. And, and that, like, I love that the, in ultra running things have consequences in chess. There's very concrete consequences of making dumb decisions. Yeah. Speaking of goo, I saw that you had the the new liquid energy, which we have oh, yes. a bunch of that too. I wanted to know what you thought of that. I think it's cool. Like, I like that um, they're always innovating. Like, they've been one of my, like, first sponsors ever. So, like, I think you were saying, like, I have a very long ultra sign-up. So, like, Goo has been, you know, part of, like, my nutritional journey, like, probably since the early 90s. And so, like, it's it's cool to see them not be like, oh, yeah, we have Goo. Like, sweet. Like, we have vanilla flavor. You can have that, you know? And um, they're open to, like, doing new things. And I think this is just a different... Uh, way to get the nutrition you need and like I'm not super big on like engineered nutrition and you know normal day-to-day -day stuff but like for what we're doing and and a quick easy way to get what you need like I think it's kind of hard to beat uh, <laughs> someone putting hours and hours and years of expertise into you know something that's hopefully gonna give you the energy you need not upset your stomach and give you um yeah, the chance to do what you want to do. And like, yeah, it's funny because when I first started, I was like, oh, you shouldn't take anything. And I was like, you know, you should just be you. And like, I wouldn't even like drink water like an idiot. And then I'd see like these people like beat me and I'd be like, why? Why did I do that to myself? And now like, I'm, I'm very cognizant of like, yeah, if you can take something that's going to help you achieve what you want to do and it's legal, like why not? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I used it during a, a trail race. I, I had the cola one, which I saw on your Instagram. Oh yeah. The cola it. is good. Yeah. It's, it's eerily tastes like Just flat like cola. cola yeah. Right. It really, they, their taste research, their R and D around taste and, and 
the science of that, the flavor science, which I know they're so big on the flavor science and like what goes better on yeah. a hot day and things like that. But like you got to be ready for it because, you know, it comes in a bit of a bigger package, but it's literally like taking a drink and just like squirting it into your mouth. It's not that traditional goo, but I liked it. I kind of had this mindset like, oh, it's going to get in even quicker. Like I'm going to feel yep. it even quicker, right? Because it's like a different consistency. And did you notice that too or not? Um, well, I won, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was the I will li- take that as a yes. It was the liquid energy, 100%. <laughs> so if you want to win your next race, try Goo Liquid Energy. That is not sponsoring. This podcast sponsored by Goo. <laughs> no, we love Goo too. They're just awesome. They support our camps. They're just... They're wonderful, and like you said, they're always like innovating, and I really like that, right? Like they've got all these different, yeah. all these different. It, it, their f- flavor is insane. Like I don't know if you've had their French toast. Yes, no, they've done crazy. A, um, it tastes like that was the one I think they collabed with the mountain bike guys, <laughs> yeah, right? Like the yeah, exactly, yeah. That one was really tasty. Yeah, they do a great job. I mean, Magda does a lot of that. I don't know if you know yeah. Magda Boulay, but like she's really involved in that. And then Yuri's just an awesome dude. Like, I don't know if he's the one that you're talking to for like the events or not, but like Celia and, yeah. and Yuri are yeah. like awesome. Such yeah. a good crew. Yeah. Such a good crew. What yeah. What were you going to ask? Um, was going to, Oh, with all this, like all this striving, all these, like you, you're striving the chess and the, the fantasy football and the ultra running and all of that. The pickleball. And a little poker also. <laughs> like when I ran across Zion Park, a couple a couple uh, weeks ago, I I don't know. I've been getting into poker, which is like all these things are dangerous. Like they're right on the edge of like, oh, mm. uh, I don't know if I want to get too into them, right? But like, uh, I, yeah, I won my first hand ever in Vegas of poker. I, and I, again, I played like the baby like $1, $2 limit. So like I couldn't lose too much money, but I was stoked. Like anyone can win though, dude. Even the pros only win like 40% of the time. So like... <laughs> You know, a monkey could sit down and, and win a hand, but like I eventually, I did it. So like this monkey got you know one hand. <laughs> Were you in Vegas? Actually, in Vegas? I was in Vegas. Yeah, I was in Vegas for um, for a, uh, we did a a run across Zion Park. So like you were saying, like uh, you know what what did you use for your mindset? Like when I was hurt, I was like my brother and sister and I've been talking about running across Zion Park for literally like five or six years. And like, we've always like, I've been too busy with work or like family or whatever, or like my sister um, wasn't able, like they're runners, but like, it's kind of a long run. Like it's like 40 or 50 miles. Like there's some trails that are washed out. And even, I don't know if you guys saw, there was like flash flooding there a couple days ago. So like, we got lucky that we missed that, but like, um, so they both had like good fitness coming out of quarantine and then I was hurt. So like it worked out perfectly, like, because like I was still kind of building back up and like, I was like, Hey guys, we need to do this. And we're like, you know, and it's just like any dynamics, right? Like, you know, everyone's like, I don't know. And then I was just like, okay, we should go like in May. And, um, we, so we went over a Memorial day weekend and it was awesome, but it was like something like. I was like, we need to like, you know, carpe diem, like we need to seize the the moments because if you don't, like, there's always going to be a reason why it's not a good time, right? So um, if you don't take advantage of it and make it happen, then, you know, we'll be talking about it in another five years. And I was just like, we can't let that be the way that it is. And so like, they're like, okay, fine, we're in. And I was like, okay, I'll plan everything. And then 
um, luckily they help me because like, I'll say like, I'll plan everything and then I really don't. So like, uh, so I'm just like, it'll be fine. Whatever. It's Vegas. There's always rooms, you know? And like, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, my sister was not pumped with our last choice of hotel. So yeah. Anyhow, Mary, all sorry about that. So what is, um, where is, um, where does detachment come into all of this? Like, because you strive so hard, you, you want to excel and you want to achieve all this stuff. And, and yet this personality you have of like, okay, well, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? How does, how do you not get caught up in like, or any frustration when you, when expectations are not met? So I guess it's attachment, you know? Yeah. I think actually one of my sponsors, <laughs> uh, uh, my friend, friend Mike at, at Hoka, he's, he's, he said like, the great thing about you is like you never like get too excited if you do really well and you never get too like uh sad if you don't do well. It's you're just kind of like okay, well I'm I'm ready for the next thing or whatever and and I think that might be a good skill that I have is like I yeah, I was pumped if you know if I do well in an event and it goes the way I want, but like if something doesn't go well, I just kind of I'm like okay, you know that that happens too, right? Like if you're doing as many different things as um, as I'm trying to accomplish, like, yeah, you, you can't, you can't execute on everything you're doing. Um, but I'm going to try as hard as I can. And so that's, it's really, I think about the effort, right? Like, and it seems kind of stupid and cliche, but it's like, if I know that I put forth, like I got my ass handed to me by this dude today on the pickleball court, but I was trying my absolute hardest and he made me better. Right. And so that's what I'm excited about is like, if I can go out and I can get a little better, like if you can do that every day, you know, by the end of the year, you're like 365% better or something ridiculous. Right. So like, even if you only just get a like 1% better, you know, every time you go out, like, and sometimes like you'll go the other way too, like you'll be 5% worse. So like, it doesn't just work like, Oh, you only get better. But like, um, but I kind of look at it like that is like, if I can just get a little bit better each time, then that's kind of what, I'm striving for. And if, you know, I get a good result or something, that's gravy on top. Mm. So are you, you're preparing now for, uh, getting ready to go to hard rock. Are you going to be going to hard rock? I am. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Which is why I'm running around in a 20 pound pickleball vest. Right. Um, <laughs> what better training for hard rock 100? Right. Well, especially cause I'm at the beach. That's at absolute sea level. So I've got no altitude and no vert. So I was like, what can I do to get some like strength training in for the hills that I'm going to face? And I was like, Oh, I'll just go and play pickleball in 90 degree temperatures in a sweat inducing heat vest. That's going to, every time I bend over, going to make me do like a lunge or a squat or an awkward like swing, you know? So like, I was like, this is kind of the same. So like, it'll be actually really good, uh, proving ground, uh, when I get, uh, to, Silverton in a couple, like actually next week I leave on Monday. So I'm kind of excited to see like, am I gonna, uh, unfortunately it's our, or fortunately it's our son Pierce's birthday on Sunday, the 11th. So I, I don't want to miss his birthday. So I didn't want to go out too early and, and miss his birthday. And so like, I can only unfortunately get there on Monday. So I'll only have Monday to Friday to kind of get acclimatized. Um, but I'm really curious to see, like, if the weight vest actually helps or it was just, like, a silly thing that I was doing um, that really doesn't help. <laughs> but I, I think it will. Like, I feel a lot stronger. Yeah, I mean, uh, how? Just from I think running if you feel it, 
if you feel it's going to be helpful, it will be helpful. Yeah. That placebo. Effect, yeah, exactly. You know? So it's totally placebo, <laughs> if nothing else. Exactly. So I'm assuming. If nothing else, it's super intimidating. Everyone's like, why are you wearing a bulletproof vest to pickleball? <laughs> <laughs> and plus, it's a great trail story when you're out there at Hard Rock being like, yeah, well, you know how I trained at sea level yeah. playing pickleball with a vest. Um, so have, you've done Hard Rock before, right? I mean, is it? Yeah, I've actually, I've been lucky enough to get to do it twice in each direction. So again, this is like just going to be super like awesome just to be back with the trail community and um, I think the thing I'm looking forward most to is I usually, when I finish, I usually volunteer at the finish line. So I'll, like, I'll finish the race and then I'll just like start like making grilled cheeses for people. And so like, I hope that I can finish kind of early so I can serve more people at the finish line. So that's kind of, it's weird to say, but I'm kind of looking forward to that the most is like, you know, I want, I really want to see the course and be out there and, and, you know, have fun during the event. But I, I really want to work that stupid aid station at school. <laughs> What are, because um, Hard Rock's like got a reputation as one of the toughest. So what are some of the unique challenges of, uh, of this course? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, they call it like a graduate level 100 miler. So like, uh, and I think their tagline is like wild and tough. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's, uh, that's pretty true. Like it's, it's burly for sure. Um, I'd say some of the things you got to deal with is, um, Obviously, as a, being a flatlander, I'm going to have a lot of issues with altitude. So most of it's above 10,000 feet. Um, so it's always funny to me when the people come from like Denver or somewhere lower and they're complaining about how high it is. And you're just like, dude, come on. Like, really? Like, um, you're like, but, here's my, bro- here's yeah, my so, brother's phone number. <laughs> Call him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Call him. Uh, and so, um, so yeah, so dealing with the altitude is a big thing. Uh, they get some nasty um, late afternoon thunderstorms. So like um, dealing with that, um, it's got a lot of extreme temperatures. So like it can get really hot in the valleys and then you can get kind of really cold um, on the ridges. So like um, that's a factor. You go over 114er, which is again, not super high if you're out in uh, the mountains, but if you're coming from sea level, like 14,000 feet feels pretty legit. Um, uh, there's not too much wildlife, so you don't really have to deal with that. The one thing is, like, they have a guy that marks the course, and he doesn't like to overmark the course. Um, so there's some parts where, uh, like, I've been running downhill for, like, you know, three or four miles just going, I really hope I see a marker, because it would really suck to have to run all the way back up that. Um, so, like, that's something that always stresses me out is like making sure I'm on course. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of like the, the aspect of like, you know, it's a big mountain race and you're out there, um, exposed. And so like there's lightning that you have to kind of be mindful of. Um, and then just, yeah, route finding. And, um, but the great thing is like everybody there is like so supportive. Like every time you get to an aid station, it's like, you know, it's like next level care and, and yeah, it's like your mom's or dad's like at every aid station, like they mother and, you know, mother you up and, and make sure you're okay and then get you out. And they don't let you stay though. They're not like your real mom. They kick your ass out <laughs> so that you get on the trail. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
and they're like, we'll take care of you in this little state. You're in your little, like you're on base right now, but we're going to kick you out. You got to get going. <laughs> yeah. And then I see you're also, uh, I was looking at ultra sign up today, like scrolling, scrolling, like, dude, I'm like, Oh my God, we're into the nineties now. But, um, I saw that it looks like you're planning on doing the backyard ultra again. Oh, good research. Yeah. Yes. I haven't really announced that that, oh, uh, well, that much. I would uh, like yeah. to announce. No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's not breaking news. No, yeah, no. Breaking news <laughs> on uh, this podcast. But no, it's, um, yeah, so I'm signed up for that. I think it's going to be a challenge because um, I'm also, um, it's weird. I had a, uh, I have a chance to run the snowman race in Bhutan. Um, and so th that's, um I think I'm going to skip that this year just because I'm not sure what's going on with COVID and everything at, at that part of the world. And so instead of that, I'm going to do what I think is going to be really cool. I'm going to run the Chicago Marathon and Boston Marathon back to back. And that's going to be um, Sunday and Monday of the big backyard ultra week. So like it's going to be a really cool challenge to, you know, do two marathons and then have a couple days, drive to Tennessee and, you know, get ready to... Um, run for hopefully a couple days and with some really incredible like i don't know if you've been following the backyard ultra uh results but like there's been some just spectacular performances and a lot of i think those athletes are going to be there so just the chance to like toe the line with you know that kind of um skill is going to be cool like i'm really excited to just see like how they manage it because like i didn't sleep at all like i'm i'm pretty a light like don't need a lot of sleep but like i think some of those people had the you know like i sleep five minutes and like do like come zen yoda stuff and then you know get back out there <laughs> what do you do with that time or what what is your what's your game plan when you have because it's on the hour you run whatever for for something mile yeah like, what do you do with that time yeah, well, it, it depends how fast you do the yeah. loop, right? So, like, some people do it, and that's what's cool about it. You know, some people do it in, like, 35 minutes, and they have 25 minutes to hang out. And uh, other people, you know, finish, you know, with two or three minutes to go. And uh, you can only take aid um, while you're at the um, start-finish area and of each loop. And so uh, usually what I would do is come in, get some food, sit down and usually I would finish between 46 and 51 minutes. So I'd have, you know, a little 14 to nine minutes of downtime before starting again. And, um, yeah, I just basically try to get it as cool as possible. If it was, if it was cold and it's cool cause you're like running in you know, all different conditions. Right. So like, you know, one day it was like, you know, 70 or 80 degrees. The other day it was like 45 degrees. And so like, you know, you have to like, maybe I have to get gloves and a hat and like, and later in the event I might need to, you know, have some soup because I'm freezing. Um, yeah, actually Mr. Heater sent us a heater, which was nice. Like, cause it was, I was so cold. I couldn't like, I don't know if you've ever been in a point, like in a race where like, you're just like, have no ability to control your body temperature anymore. And that's why you ever, you, I don't know if you ever see it, but like we have this awesome, like Hoka made this like crazy puffy vest. My friend Sonny made, and it's so cool. And like, or not a vest, but like a, it's like a, like a, I don't know. It's like a comforter. Uh, it's got like a hood, but like, I don't know. It was like 50 degrees and like, it looked like I'm bundled up for like going up Mount Everest, <laughs> but like, you know, you just have no ability to control like heat or cold anymore. And so like, 
I think that's kind of cool. Like when you get to that point where you're just like, oh man, I need uh, accoutrements to like, you know, just be comfortable. Um, but yeah, sometimes that, I mean, you just do whatever you need to do, lube up again, uh, go to the bathroom. Um, and then it, it's so quick. Like it seems like, oh, 14 minutes seems like a long time, but it's really not that long. Even, I don't know if you guys have tried this, but even I've done, I've done a couple different ways this uh, concept. Then Goggins, David Goggins does one where he does four miles every four hours. And that one's kind of interesting because you have more time. But even in that four hours, like, it's kind of not enough time to really get a good night's sleep or anything. So, like, um, but, like, I've done it where you just go one mile every hour. And they, I think they call it Little Backyard uh, little dog or something. But anyhow, like even like with just doing one mile, you're like, even if you go really slow, you have like 45 minutes or, you know, and, and that seems like, Oh, that's so much time. But like when you're doing it every hour. So I've done that as a, like a warm up for these before. And like, it's, it's, it's really crazy how fast, like, you know, a couple minutes and how hard it is to just keep going out. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, once you get started, it's like so many things in life. It's not that hard, but like the mental fortitude to just like go again and again and again and again, especially when you're at the place where your car is or your bed is or whatever. Um, that's, I think, the big, the big cruxy part of that. Yeah, I haven't, I've, I'm interested about the, I've done the, the Goggins 4, 4, 48. And then what yep. I also added to it was a 10 minute, 10 minute meditation before every run yeah, where you would just mentally kind of prepare and you're like at rest and then you go out and you run and it's so easy to skip and that because 10 minutes is nothing right so easy to skip but to be like no it's the 10 4 4 48 but I saw somebody that did one mile every hour for 24 hours and that that intrigues me yes Uh, I don't know I, I did that yeah. Oh, I just thought maybe you just did it for like days at a time, but you did it for the 24 oh, hours. Oh, no, no. I just yeah. did it. I just did it for 24 hours as a warm up. And it was cool because um, we have friends that are in Singapore and their daughter is like 12 and she was inspired to do it. So she did it herself to raise money for a charity and she made it 17 hours, which I thought was so baller for like a 12 year old to be like. I'm going to do that first off to be like, I'm going to do that. Mom and dad, you need to help me because I have to go run outside in Singapore. Um, and then to make it, I think she made it 17 or 18 hours. Like she was, she looked pretty, pretty <laughs> done at the end, but that's still like, I mean, if you're, that's still like 24 miles. Right. So it's like, it's not nothing. No. Um, so yeah, anyhow, and it's definitely it's like, cool, but like, it's like last man standing kind of material, right? Like she went as long as she could yes exactly yeah and so like it's it's cool to see how you like you don't realize like like your little ridiculous idea like i'm sure like you know some of these races like you know there's this race the falmouth road race where they started it because they just wanted to like get to the bar before closing time and like these dudes like they're just drinking and they're like hey we want to have one more drink. I bet, hey, I bet you could run there, you know, or like I did this race in Wales where, you know, two dudes are sitting at the bar and like, they're like, I bet you couldn't run across the fells faster than a horse. And he's like, I bet I could. And he's like, okay, on, let's make a race. And then like, you know, 50 years later, somebody's still doing this, you know, silly event. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you don't know how, you know, something that you're going to do is going to change the way people do things or maybe inspire someone to do something. So, 
Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things too. What or who inspires you? Like, what do you look at and you're like, oh man, that's amazing. Because somebody could look at you and be like, he's the inspiration. Like, what what could possibly inspire him? Um, I feel like so many people, like, it's weird. I it was just, I did an, another podcast just before we got on and I feel like I had an answer that I, I think is kind of cliche, but like, I'd say my parents were um, pretty um, inspirational. Like, they, they're hard workers and um, they really supported me. So like, I think that that was, um, one of the things that continue to inspire me, right? Like, um, to have that kind of support. And then my wife, Jennifer, um, she's always been so supportive. And then now my kids like Pierce and Grant, like those guys, like, um, just seeing them, like I've been taking them to the gym with me and to see them like my, uh, like trying to like lift the, like, ridiculous weights for them like I think was inspiring and just like gets me motivated to keep doing more but like I'd say like outside of that like I was lucky to meet so many cool people over the course of my career like uh I've been super inspired by like the CrossFit um people that I met like I think what those guys are doing is just incredible like um there's a guy Ryan Hall I don't know if you guys know him he's like uh, American marathoner um he's got the American record but like he's transitioned to like lifting weights now. And I think that's been pretty cool to see like how you can just transform completely your physique. And, um, over the course of like a, it's been, you know, more years than you think, but like it's, you know, four or five years, like to can go from like 120 to like 185 and lifting like 500 pounds. Like, uh, that's been, that's been really cool. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think, I feel like every day there's, there's people that you see that you're like, wow, like what they're doing is cool. There's this guy, Chaz Davis, that I've run with, um, that's, uh, blind that runs like 230 marathons. And I've paced him a couple times and like, just to see him, you know, not let his dreams go because of, um, you know, he was later in life that he lost his sight. Um, that's been cool. A guy, Brian Reynolds that I know that, um, is a, uh, he's a para, para athlete. Like to see those people like pushing boundaries is is ridiculous. And then you know it's kind of like the obvious people. Like Sarah Hall's awesome. Desi's awesome. Like Shalane's awesome. Like I don't know if you guys geeked out as much as I did during the track and field trials, but like watching those uh, athletes just like throwing down in that kind of heat, like um, you know chasing their dreams, like that's just inspiring. Um, so yeah, so I don't know, impressive. man. We're lucky. Yeah. What are um yeah, uh, what are one or two non-negotiables in your life? Must happen. Um, that has to happen. <laughs> um, either like what, like within your like, day, yeah, within your or... life, like what, like you wake up every day, like you you need to run or or uh, <laughs> like there's something that <laughs> yeah, <happen>. well, <laughs> like uh, I used to be like for sure I needed to run now. Like I'm really thankful if I can run, like I, I feel like that's like, um, something I don't ever take for granted. Um, and, but that being said, like, I'm not like, Oh, I have to do like one mile. Like I have to be a streaker, you know, like if, you know, it's not possible and I need to do something else. Um, I don't think I ever, um, I'm not good with, like I actually forced myself to fast. I don't know if you guys saw that a little while ago and like food's always been really important to me. Like I like to eat. And so like, um, that's something I, I really 
grateful for that I, you know, have enough to eat. Like, I feel like so many people, I just heard a stat, like 20 million people are, you know, going without food in the U S which is, I think just crazy. And so like, um, yeah, getting, getting food every day. And, and if I can get a run, that would be great. And then obviously if I can see my family, you know, that that's even better. So, um, the last time we left you, you were getting ready to do the seven continents and you were, you know, getting the sponsorship and you're getting on and you've done that twice, right? I think you've done it twice since then, which is crazy. Um, yeah. And I know you talked about, you know, running across America, but is there any other big dreams that are, that you feel like, okay, this is going to happen, but it's off in the future. Is there anything like really big that scares you a little bit? Uh, well, yeah, the run across <laughs> the run across the country, yeah, for sure. Like, I don't have any of the sponsorship lined up, and it's like I was just talking to somebody, and they're gonna do it, and they're like, they've raised like two hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, oh god, I haven't raised a single penny. Like, that's that's something that really scares me. Um, uh, I, 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 it seems far fetched, but I, I really want to run on the moon. Like, I think that that would be awesome, and so like with like the space flight starting and like, you know, Bezos going to space this week. I think Richard Branson's going to space this week. I was like, man, somebody like, I feel like the more I just put it out into the universe, like someone's going to hear it and then they're going to be like, oh, we should totally make that happen. And so like, if someone's listening to this and knows the people at NASA or Blue Origin or SpaceX or Virgin Galactic, let them know that I would be happy to run on Mars or, or, uh, the moon or wherever in space or just, you know, in space. I'm happy. Oh my with God, that. dude, you're, but on the moon would be, you're cool so if, the man for that. You're 100% the man <laughs> for that. You have to do that. I know I've run in costumes. Like I can do can all do that stuff. Suit. Like, <laughs> yes. Like I've done the, the, if I can make it through the Highland dress in like 80 degree temperatures, like I can, I can run in a moon suit. Totally. Yes. I was just running. We were running the other day, and there was a guy in a stormtrooper outfit walking up the Pacific up Coast Highway. I was like, "That's weird." I thought Mike was still on the East Coast. <laughs> there he is. Um, yeah, I'm putting that out into the universe too. I love that. I want to see you run on the moon, and then we'll we'll smack it down on a podcast after. Oh my god, that would be Isn't awesome! Be man. Yeah, if if you guys can make that happen, you know, just just Patreon or something, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are so. We only need myth. twenty. 28 million, I think was what the the one bid was. I do work with St. Jude and I think that the money went to St. Jude. So like, I don't, I think that's just awesome. Like I was like, oh yes, how cool would that be? But I, I've run a marathon for St. Jude trying to get my Elvis world record back. So like, uh, maybe if, if I, if I can do well and at their marathon this year, then, uh, then yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, they've got the hookup or something. Oh my God. You're so close. You're like, just like a degree away. (laughs) It's it's just, yeah. It's just like a Kevin Bacon. I'm so close. Totally. You're so close. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) let's see what, uh, one final question is just like, um, I guess we'd touch upon a little bit on, um, Unlike your fueling and your eating and your things like that. Last time we talked, we were talking to, we were kind of geeking out about, uh, food and avocados and things like that. What's like your, your yeah. favorite thing right now that you're just digging, um, to fuel your body with? Um, I feel like it was probably, we talked about this before, but I'm a, like a big nut butter person. So I have a sponsorship with Big Spoon Roasters, um, solid plug for them. Um, but like I, 
I've been, yeah, that's, that's one of my go-to, like you were saying non-negotiable, I'd say like, uh, if I can have that every day, it makes mm -hmm. me super happy, like in the morning, like, uh, and then I was lucky too. I got, uh, hooked up with, uh, Simon at Stoked Oats. And so like, I've been eating a lot of their oatmeals and I don't know if you've tried them or not, but they're pretty delicious. So like, um, those, those are two things I've been really happy with. And then one of my favorite sponsors and they don't have a place here at the beach, which is unfortunate, but I have a taco place. I, I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I ran to all the taco shops in my area. It's called district taco. And so like, that is one of my favorite. That guy is just a super hardworking, awesome dude. Um, and yeah, he just like built this like 12 or 14, um, store business, like, uh, like kind of a local chain out of like a food truck, you know? So like, it's just awesome. And he's like super into cycling and like health and wellness. And so like, um, district taco, big shout out to them. Like that's, um, yeah, that's, that's one of the things I'm into right now. Well, I have to say that when we left your house in 2016, I left with like an armful of like, you had given us like A nut butter yeah. and you also gave us squirrels nut butter. And you were like, Oh, cause oh, yeah. I was just about to run my first ultra and you were like, you, you need must. this. Yeah. And we've yes. been using it ever since. It's totally amazing. Oh, shut up. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Chris, Chris oh, good. Podcast, we had, uh, yeah, Chris on, Chris Thornley on the podcast and we're on their adventure team. Oh, dude, he's the best. Oh, did he, wait, was it in person? Yes. Was he able to give you one of his, like, his, like, special hugs? Because, yeah. like, that dude is, like, probably one of the best huggers. Like, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's such a good dude. Yeah, he's, oh, man. Yeah, I was lucky. Like, I don't know how, but I think I'm, like, one of their first athletes. And then, of course, like, he got someone way better. He got Wamsley. <laughs> but, like, uh, like, like, it was awesome. Like, I think, like, I was the first person, like, I'll try that. That sounds awesome. And so, yeah. Yeah, he was wondering how we had heard about it. So I told him, I was like, yeah, Mike Wardian gave me, like, this little thing. And I, I, yeah, we swear by it. Like, be just. I use it now for the wetsuit. It's amazing. It's, like, the best stuff. I don't chafe at Oh, all. yeah, on your yeah. neck. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you, you know which one? You probably have already found this out, but their um, their cycling slob is, uh, salve is really good too. Like I, that's the one I like too. Like it's. Oh yeah. I think I even. Yeah, dude, I totally have it. Like right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff's great. It's yeah. awesome. We've got the whole. We've got yeah. the whole line. Like whereas some people, you open their medicine cabinet and it's all medication. Like ours is all lube. It's like cycling lube, toe lube, lube lube, the spicy one, regular one. lube, the spicy stuff, which yeah. you do not want to yeah, confuse. Yeah, you don't want to put that. Dude, uh, it's funny. I had a dude pacing me, and I had that in there, and he put that in not the right place. Oh my god! Like that. It's like. <laughs> Oh, that one will burn. Yeah. yeah, that one is, that one's like, I think, what do they call it? Like on the pepper, like the ghost peppers, yeah. like you don't, like the BTUs or something. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, it's like off the charts. Put that in oh the wrong God. place. So I have to thank you for that. But I do remember you gave us nut butter too. We were like eating nut butter and yeah. stuff. Big fans. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, good, man. I'm glad. Oh, it's, it's cool. Like it's, it's been fun to catch up. I'm glad you guys are doing so well and. Um, so what episode are you on now then? Oh my God, you're going to be like... 270s. Yeah, we're... Right? Wow. I think next Monday will be 270, so you'll probably be around 273, 274. I know, it's wild. Oh my gosh, it's, that's amazing. I know. Well, congratulations, been, man. You. you guys are like... Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah, it's been cool to see. Like, I'm glad. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, well, thanks for saying yes, now that we... Yeah, you're welcome, man. Now that we man. know you're a yes That's, man. Uh, <laughs> 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 we 
we need an interview. Call Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally, man. I feel like I, that's half of the reason that I, uh, I get asked. Like, I think I'll like, I, I'm like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that, that movie old school with like, um, yeah. And where they're like, wow, he's like particularly good at paperwork. Like, and like, I feel like that's like the story of my life. Like I'm pretty good at paperwork and I answer people really quickly. And like, I feel like if you can do those two things pretty well, you can go pretty far. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I usually get back to people pretty quickly and I try not to, you know, yeah, make, make too many mistakes. And, and, and usually that works out pretty yeah, well. Yeah. Well, it was awesome to catch up with you as well. I'm psyched about the whole moon mission. This is going to be good yeah, stuff. I'm start manifesting that now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Hey, good luck at um, hard rock. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a good test of the uh, of the the weight vest uh, fitness uh, routine. So we'll, well see. Those people need the grilled cheese. So get to the finish. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I definitely need. I, I I've been working on my skills. So like my my hands are ready. That's awesome. Thank you so much. It's been really great. <laughs> All right.